0: Part 2. A Scandalous Life Chapter 6. Taking on the Establishment All religious institutional embeddedness whether in the form of temple worship, unjust social systems, or repressive religious practices, is challenged by the revelation of God in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Gail O'Day Earlier I claimed that Jesus' offensive actions of turning water into wine were the tip of an irreligious iceberg. In the next few chapters, we are going to dive beneath the surface to see just how deep the scandal goes. In the process, we will see how the actions of Jesus reveal the irreligious heart of God. To fully appreciate this, we need to get a better view of the socio-religious context in which Jesus lived and taught. The religious people of first century Israel considered various external characteristics of their faith to be central to their spiritual lives. These were badges of identity, boundary markers of unique status and calling. We could divide these external issues into five categories, all of which Jesus challenged in some way. First, Torah. The law of Moses was to be obeyed down to the letter, including dietary laws and Sabbath regulations. Second, tradition. Keeping the tradition of the elders handed down from their ancestors was on par with obedience to Scripture. Third, tribalism. Ethnic, national, and cultural purity were bound together with religious identity. Fourth, territory. A theology of holy geography, with certain land, cities, and places being more sacred than others, made war against those who invaded this land an expected religious duty. Fifth, temple. God was thought to dwell in one holy location in a unique way where worshipers could offer sacrifices and receive forgiveness. Notice that each of these identity markers engenders exclusivity. Together they helped prop up a strong us-and-them mentality. In the following chapters, we'll see how, one by one, Jesus contested the popular understanding of each of these values in scandalous ways, paving the way for his more radically inclusive kingdom. At this point, it is worth noting something important. Read the New Testament, and you will see that Jesus was very hard on the religious leaders of his day. He often condemned them for their hypocrisy, blindness, and hard-heartedness. Because they were leaders of the Jewish religion, some ignorant people have concluded that Jesus or the New Testament authors are somehow anti-Jewish or anti-Judaism. Nothing could be further from the truth. The Jesus of the Bible is no more anti-Jewish than was Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, or any other Old Testament prophet who criticized Israel for missing the mark in their day. Jesus' challenge to his contemporary Jewish leaders represents a critique from within. It was an in-house debate motivated by love. His harsh words against Jerusalem, the temple, or the religious leaders were not motivated by any anti-Jewish sentiments, but exactly the opposite. Jesus criticized the Jewish religious leaders because they were religious, not because they were Jewish. The fact that Jesus rebuked religious hypocrisy and not Judaism in general is very important for us to grasp. It means that Jesus' condemnation of the religious system of his day is a transferable rebuke to every generation in which the same destructive religious patterns exist. We should learn from his criticism of first century Jewish religion and apply it to any and all religions, including and especially the Christian religion.